all is right again in Blazerville. Hello, Blazers fans. Welcome to the Blazer Focus podcast, supported by Zoom Care Beyond Better Healthcare. I am Aaron Fentress. I cover the Blazers for the Oregonian and Oregon Live, and I'm joined, as usual, by Craig Burn Back. Not Burn Box. I got a raw week. Anyway, on our last show, the Blazers had lost to the Lakers and Clippers back to back nights. They had lost eight out of 10 and were just reeling, and we were. On this show, talking about the skies falling. Since then, they got it was the, bad. It I was bad. It was bad. They pulled off an upset at Utah that I still can't figure out. But my man Ant went nuts. I did see that. That's and I was shrieking, I was shrieking like a little kid the entire time. Just kidding. And then they and then Lillard comes back Sunday. They win that game, so now they're back over five hundred at thirteen and eleven. Three days off starting Monday. They host Denver on Thursday. A chance to get healthy. A chance to get back on the practice court and. They feel like they're in a pretty decent shape. But before we get to all that, Craig, your assessment of the weekend and what it means. It wasn't bad. It wasn't <laughs> bad. It was good. Um, my assessment is, and I'm just going to, you know, people are going to get sick of hearing me say this, but every win matters just like every loss matters. So when, like what I was saying, when people are trying to write off the losing streak and the, you know, and, and that bad Clippers loss, you know, stretch. Yeah stretch of games as being not that big a deal because they're unhe- they're not healthy and all that it mattered because 7 to 10 you're in the play in 6 you're not and from 5 to 10 i mean 5 to like 14 in the west is nuts and it's going to come down to one game here one game there so you win two games that they count just as much as they're going to count <laughs> in games 75 and 82, right? Like, so it's huge that they got those two wins. It doesn't matter how they got them. It doesn't matter, you know, if they were playing a Pacers team that basically had no point guards. Who cares? They <laughs> won it. And, and they won a game. You said you don't know how they beat Utah. They beat Utah because Ant had 33 in the first half. <laughs> He had a ter- he had a terrible second half. He was a terrible he double teaming him, so he was he was giving up the rock to Grant. I had I had to say, yeah, see, I'm just wrong. saying he had forty uh, he had forty five points, man. He 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 gave. That's how you get wins when one of your players scores forty five. I was worried for a second they were going to lose that game with him scoring forty plus. So, right. um, he, the, every game is going to matter if you care if they make the playoffs or land in the play in. Then you can Then every you need to celebrate every victory, and you need to cry a little bit when they lose. So yeah, um, it's a good you know two and zero is as good as you can go when you play two games and you win two games. And Lillard coming back, and Lillard saying he feels a hundred percent, huge, yeah, huge. When you know you're going to win fifty plus, just you just show up and you have a couple injuries, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Then you don't sweat it as much. No. But when you're a team like the Blazers who are trying to get back into the playoff mix after last season, uh, yeah, every every game matters because you know coming into the season. You're not going to be at 55, 60 wins. You're going to be in the 40s, maybe, maybe get to 50. I don't know. And the difference between three and nine could be two games. Like right now, the different there are two games out of no, the three game they enter Tuesday night, three games out of first and seventh, and only two games ahead of 12. <laughs> like that's how crazy the West is. And and Damien talked about on Saturday because I asked him how proud were you of the team when it won. Uh, at Utah, given that, A, he was out, but Hart was out. Nasir had already been out. Eubanks was out. They went out there with – with they only played eight guys, I think. 
Uh, and they pulled off that win. And that was a game on paper. You're like, you're not supposed to win that game. And after the game, I saw him. I go, man, y'all needed that. He goes, did we ever? And then I asked him again on Saturday how proud he was. And he said he was just immensely proud of how they gutted that one out because he recalls every year, like late in the season, he'll look back at 10 or 11 games that they got that got away and how those could have, they just just won five of those, they would how much that would have helped them in the standings. So yeah, uh, the, the, for this team, no matter how you win it or lose it, Every game matters. They went from first in the West to 11th in a two weeks, <laughs> two week stretch. And so now you wonder if they can reverse that. They're 13 and 11. If they lost one of those games, you know, we're not the best at math here. It's not like Fentress <laughs> and I, you know, you know, took calculus six in high school, but they'd be 12 and 12. So they're seventh, right? They're seventh right now, 13 and 11. If they were 12 and 12, they'd be in 11th. So like, it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's that simple or 10th. You know, I'm just yeah, saying like, bam, yeah, exactly. It's huge. Every game is going to matter and they can't, there can be no excuses where the Blazers are about, oh, well, you know, because so-and-so was out or this or that. You can't lose to a Clippers team when you're up 17 in the third quarter and um, and you have, and you, you know, and, and not be upset. Yeah. Right. 18, whatever. You can't, you know, you can't blow that lead and not, not realize that it matters. And you have, you got to be upset about that and you got to celebrate a 45 point performance, you know, by your, you know, at that time, your best player on the court, uh, because that got you a win against a team that's above you in the standing. So, um, yeah, I, it's, it's so much two and O is a huge lift for the team. Damien coming back and saying that he's a hundred percent now that this one wasn't as bad as the last one with the calf injury and hopefully, you know, won't be sitting out, you know, more than a game here or a game there. Um, that's huge because this team, as you've mentioned it over and over again, it's a different team when Damian Lillard is on the floor. I mean, it just changes where they, where they, you know, where they are in the scope of 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 teams. Like you're without Damian Lillard, no one's gonna fear you as being a, a team that's gonna come close to the top five in the West. With Damian Lillard at an All Star level, you go, hmm, this team's got pieces. Hell, <laughs> and they got Damian Lillard. I'll ask you, Aaron. Both you spoke to both Lillard and Billups. I read your stuff. Uh, they said they like where they are right now at thirteen and eleven, two games over five hundred. We've talked about where they are at seventh in the West. Should they be? Should they be <laughs> cool with where they are? You know, Damien said, you know, we could be in a better spot, but given all that's happened, they feel pretty good. And Billups said the same thing. Like Billups, Billups knows Shadamas a little bit. He kind of, he Nostradamus, sorry. He kind of foretold some of this when they were good, nine and thirteen. He even said we won some close games, and these things even out, and they evened out, and they got they got walloped a few times, but they also lost some close games. He kind of saw that coming, especially with Dame Ailing. And so to go through what they've gone through with Lillard missing twelve games. Um, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit as well, more extensively. To sit at two games over 500, I think they should feel good about it. And I think that when you when you say to yourself, okay, 24 games into the season, where are we going to be? And if I say, well, all these guys are going to miss all these games and Lou's going to miss 12, I think they would all go, oh, I'll take 13 and 11 in a heartbeat. <laughs> and, and I think they feel like that they're in a good position now with Dane back to maybe pounce and make a run. Yeah, agreed. I mean, it, I think you 
your synopsis there of if you would have spelled it all out and said Lillard misses 12 games, uh, you know, little bear, you know, little doesn't play GP two never gets on the court. I mean, we keep for, you know, I'm not saying we're forgetting about it, but it's, you know, he was supposed to be an intricate part of this new look defense. that looks a lot like the old look defense right now. Um, but it might, you know, been a factor. You say they're 13 and 11 right now after 24 games. Yep. I would take that in a heartbeat and, um, it will be a huge thing to look back on if they win 47 games, right, and finish sixth. It will mean nothing if they win 42 games and finish 12th, right? You know, like um, it's a good starting, it's a good spot to be in with a chance, as you mentioned, to kind of either like, and I, they don't even have to take off. They just have to not go on losing streaks um, like the last one, and they need to go. You know, be a lot of do a lot of five and three. You know, you go five and three a lot from here on out. You're probably not going to. You know, you're going to be right there where you want to be, uh, battling for a top six spot. Exactly. So I, I think, yeah, I think it's cool. Now, I wrote an article that was going to post that posts on Tuesday, and obviously, we all know Lillard. <clears throat> preview alert, preview yeah, alert, preview, preview alert. alert. Preview. Go to organline.com. <laughs> so with Lillard, when he starts and finishes the game, they're eight and two, which just That's ha- good. cannot, That's really good. cannot <laughs> be ignored, right? So people always say, well, injuries happen, right? Okay, true. But hardly any of the teams in the West who are in the mix have had a player miss anywhere near that amount of games. The only team that you could point to and say, okay, this team has gone through it would be the Clippers with Kawhi missing 19. That's huge. And they're still 14-11. So fine, you give them their respect for that. But like De'Aaron Fox has missed just one game. John Morant has missed four. The Pelicans did lose five from Zion and eight from Ingram. So you could combine that and compare it to Dane being out. But obviously other people have missed games for the for the Blazers. Chris Paul has missed 14, but to me, he's not the best player anymore on that team, Devin Booker, but still, Paul's a huge... Pr- Paul's still pretty he's, good. He's, no, he's pretty still a huge deal, but he's not their best player. <laughs> but he's not their best. Booker's their best. Oh, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying. We can well, I'm just right saying, okay. but if you... But I, if no, he was no, on the Blazers, I, look, look, I'm not saying it doesn't. I just said it's important. But oh, yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't yeah. even been that great even when he's been, when he's been playing, and they're still in first though. Like so, I'm giving them credit yeah. for being in first with him missing that many games. But still, if Booker were to miss 12, I don't think their record would be as as good. Even if Paul played the rest of the season, anyway. Uh, the Jazz, their top two scorers have only have started every game this season. Mike Conley, though, who is going to be back from a knee injury. They are 11 and 6 when he plays and 3 and 6 when he doesn't. So I don't think they're done, which we'll talk about later. Um, Luka Doncic just one game. Curry ha- has missed just two games. Minnesota, their top four players have only missed four games, although Cat could be out for a while with a knee injury. Yeah. So anyway, you he get is, my he's point. Out for, he's out a month. He's, he's out, out a month. month. There you go. Okay, so you get my point. So to this point, only a couple teams have experienced what the Blazers have experienced. So I think that if he's healthy – that they can climb back up at least into the top four pretty quickly because, they, like I said, they're eight and two when he plays. The key is him being healthy. And when you make these kind of runs, you can get right back into things. The Kings, the Kings have won seven out of ten. New Orleans won eight out of ten. We're watching the Warriors. The Lakers have won, I think, eight out of ten. The Warriors have just won a bunch of uh, seven out of ten or whatever. So they're they're both they're both climbing back up. So a couple parts here. A Blazers can make an 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10 run like they did to start the season if Lillard stays healthy. But even though that could push them back up, there's other teams coming as well in the same vein. Yeah. And, you know, the Lakers, if you combine Davis and um, and LeBron, they've had 
enough. You know, LeBron's missed six games. Uh, Davis missed, the, you know, a handful, but uh, they stunk and now they don't stink. Right. Uh, the Warriors, <laughs> the, I mean, they don't stink. Like last time I was talking about, they hadn't yeah. beaten anybody. Well, they've they beaten some people now. Yeah. And apparently da- Davis is the best player on the planet he's right now. He's going nuts. I mean, he, I mean, crazy, right? And we know he's got that ability. And LeBron's pretty darn good. Uh, so, th- you know, they, they could suddenly turn into a team that's battling for a top six spot. The Warriors have stunk. You know, the Warriors are 13 12. They're the best team on the planet, right? You know, like, so they're going to come. Um, the T Wolves are going to, they're, they're in trouble at 11 and 12 without Cat. So, uh, but, you know, that's two teams below them. The The Mavericks, we know what, we know what they are, right? They can, they've got, they got a top five player. Um, and they've struggled at twelve and eleven, so that's why the West is nuts. Now, I, you you still believe in the Jazz? I don't believe in the Jazz. I've dismissed the Jazz to have one of those. Yep, they shocked the world in the beginning, and now they're going to end up doing. So what you don't Danny think Conley matters? Do. You don't think Conley matters? Oh, I think I, of course I think he matters because he's the best player on their team in a way. But they're not that good. I mean, they tried not to be good. I mean, I don't think you know you're you're having a guy uh, play. At an all-star level that's never played at an all-star level before, I don't, you know, really think, um, you know, marketing's an all-star level player like that's going to carry a team. You know, maybe he makes the all-star team because he. I always say, every NBA team scores a hundred. Somebody's going to average twenty plus. Like it's it's a thing. Uh, he's playing out of his mind in the first you know twenty-five games. But I don't believe in the Jazz, and why would I believe in the Jazz? Because no one believed in the Jazz. Everyone thought they were going to be a bottom-level team, and right. they kind of shocked the world. I know, but so that- I just don't. I think it. I think that over time, when you play, that's you know, it's not. It's not a 25 game season. It's 82 game, you know. So over that time, I think they're not going to end up, you know, we'll see. Maybe I'll be wrong, but I, my guess is they don't make the playoffs. At best, they're a playing team. They're not better than the, the teams, you know, we can name them. I, who are they better than? They're not better than the Blazers. They're not, I don't think they're better than the Lakers. They're definitely not better than Dallas. They're definitely not better than the Warriors. So, like, where are they going to fit? I'll just say, you know, like I said, they're, they're pretty darn good when Conley plays. Conley's 35, though. If he can't stay healthy, right. then I and think he does it, and he gets But if he is healthy, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because Larry Market is better than everyone thought he would be. People thought Larry would be 12 and 6 and just be a guy, and he is killing it. So if he keeps killing it, that gives him an impact guy. And then with Conley, I think they could be at least a threat to be a play Let's put it that way. Can you give him yeah, a they play- might be a threat play to play a play Okay. All right. We'll, threat, we'll, right. <laughs> but but I my yes, because they're better than you know why? Because they're better than the Spurs, because the Spurs are awful. They're better than the Rockets, because the Rockets are awful. <laughs> I don't think the Thunder is very good, right? So I think that so after that you're playing in the play-in for for because everyone from twelve on up is is pretty good. But that that's the problem, right? Is that there's so many teams that are not bad in the West. And at some point we're going to have to figure out who's really good, or it's going to be exactly what the NBA wants, where the Suns and the, you know, you got to assume the Warriors are going to creep on up there, right? You know, you just got to, I mean, to me, the Suns, the Grizzlies and the, the Nuggets and the Warriors feel like the best teams in the West on paper. Right. And the Clippers, if they ever get healthy, right? I mean, it's just that you put Kawhi and, and George on and healthy on that team, the Clippers are 
just fantastic. But it just, at some point you got to go, I don't think that, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Right. Like my hair might grow back, but it probably not. Right. So now better chance of them playing LD. I'm just saying it, it, <laughs> the elite in the West is we can guess at it with, with a pretty strong opinion, knowing that obviously if John Morant gets hurt, the Grizzlies are done. Right. I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, that's why I believe the Blazers have a chance to be a top six team, but I still think they're a playing team seven through 10. I mean, that's what I'd said in the beginning of the year. I haven't seen anything that changes that. Wow. Um, you haven't seen anything? Not because I don't think the Blazers have to have parts. Like, I think that the things that we've talked about, uh, Grant's been outstanding. Outstanding. Simons has stepped up um, 75% of the time. But the the rest of the west um is still really good and of course Aaron this team does not jump into the elite unless their defense jumps into mediocre <laughs> and it and it's not mediocre yet is it well they were really good when they were winning and then they fell off so this you know this to me is fascinating so during the last 12 games uh, when they were four and eight, including the two wins this this weekend, they their defensive rating jumped up to one seventeen. Uh, they were last time I looked, they were ranked I think twenty third or something like that. At one point, they were top ten, so that has fallen off big time. Now we know Lillard doesn't have a huge impact on defense. No offense, Damian, but uh, and they they put up some really good defensive games when he was out. So him and even when he's when he was playing before he got injured. So I can't blame it on his absence. It's just the team just wasn't playing well. Now, players have said to me, and Billups has said that, one, just having guys in and out of the lineup has hurt, and then, two, not being able sure. to have a lot of practice time to fix certain things, especially communication, which is something that's been an issue, according to several players. They're supposed to practice on Wednesday, which could be a huge day for them to fine-tune some things moving forward. I still think even though Damon's not a great defender, he's still a leader. He's still going to, you know – add something that way. But the big question is, can they get this defense back on track? And I'll just interrupt you for one second. When Lillard's on the, with Lillard out, Sharp played a lot and we know he doesn't know what he's doing yet. So there is an effect. <laughs> I'm just saying he's a little bit. Yeah. But Chauncey would take him out and play in the Sierra. If, yeah. But no, you, I mean, you're not wrong. But you're not wrong. But his minutes would, I mean, and that's one of the reasons why he, he uh, Shaden has been finishing games, and some fans have asked about yeah. that because Shaden will go out there and put up in some nice baskets, and then he's not there in the fourth quarter. And there's more to it than highlight real plays. He's, you know, you're not relying on that in the last four minutes. He makes a lot of mistakes. Plus, he had a huge shooting slant, which, which we talked about uh, last week. He came out of it a little bit um, at the Lakers, uh, but not enough to really have a huge impact the last few games. So we'll see what he does moving forward. But anyway, still, can they fix this defense? Can they get it back on track to where it was? I thought, I thought that they were like home free with the defense. And then as soon as I said that they went out and just fell to pieces. Yeah. And right now, when you look at the Blazers, they're giving up 111 points a game and they're scoring 110. Again, these are averages, right? but that, you know, even, you know, below them, the Jazz are giving up 115 points a game and scoring 117. I mean, the the Warriors are just dismal on defense. It's ridiculous yeah, how bad they've been. Oh, just I think you just they're like, yeah, we're not, we don't have to play yet. You know, it's not it's game. We'll play like game 40. We'll turn it up. But I mean, they're averaging, they're giving up 116 points a game, but they're averaging 117. So like the the, the issue is all you have to do is you know this is this is the kind of 
when when you do a podcast with me, Fentress, mm-hmm. this is the kind of insight you get. All you need to do is score one point more than your opponent to win the game. Dang. So it doesn't matter how many you give up. See, that's what you get. You can't get that everywhere. Dude, let me, let you me, can't get that everywhere. Let me text. Try Ch- that. Clean the glass. Let me text Chauncey real quick because I don't think he he knows this information. <laughs> <laughs> I just say like so when you when you talk about those numbers, like it it, it you just got to score more, but than the opponent, but you can't give up in chunks when it matters, right? And that's where the Blazers have always uh, seemed to hit the ceiling is that. They might play a game here where, you know, they win easily and their defense looks great, but then they have those Clippers moments, right? Or they have that time in that fourth quarter where they're trying to, they're basically playing an elite team. And for a long time, they're, you know, going bucket to bu- for bucket. And then the other team plays defense and stops them and they, they can't get that stop. And, you know, they have, you know, Grant makes plays that are just ridiculous at times on the defensive end. I mean, he, you know, was get the jazz where he just jumped, you know, they, they gave up the rebound. They try to go throw the outlet. He jumps up and grabs it. And then they get, the Blazers get a layup. You know, that's, that's elite defense that Grant brings to the table that at some point is going to become their game changers. So they at least have that now. And I love Hart. And we didn't, you know, we didn't talk, you know, we, we, we touched a little bit about how, what Hart means when he's on the floor, but that's a guy to me, they can't lose for significant uh, time because I no. think it changes them completely, completely, uh, both on, they can afford it on offense, but they can't afford it on defense. No. Uh, in my opinion, just that hustle and that ability to switch and the ability, his, uh, you know, his IQ on the court, him and Grant on the court, like, you know, their defensive IQ is just you know, off the charts. So um, I don't know if they could fix it, you know, uh, but you're right. That's the key. I mean, they're going to score points with this team. If you're going to beat the Suns and the Grizzlies and the Nuggets and the Clippers and the Warriors, at some point in time, you're going to have to play better defense and it's going to make or break their season. I think they'll get it back. I, I do think they they went through a lot of injury issues and some yeah. guys were playing hurt and there were some Communication problems and then playing shade in more minutes is not necessarily the answer, which you, which you mentioned already. So, I, I mean, do I think they're going to be top 10? No, but I think, I do think they'll turn it around to where they're back to being at least good. Cause during that run, they were giving up over 115 at, at an alarming rate to a lot of different teams. And then even, you know, Tyrese Halliburton didn't play Sunday, but they did a good job against a pretty good offensive team, uh, in Indiana. So anyway, uh, so here's my question. And you, you touched on this a little bit ago and I cut you off because I wanted to save it for this. I think this is important. Um, as we, w- one of the things I was impressed with during the stretch where Dane was out was how Simons and Grant were able to alternate or sometimes both nights have big games. Now, there were some soft spots for, for Ant where the shooting wasn't there, but they each averaged 29 points a game. Uh, so my question is, are they – a good enough number two and number three that if Damien's a healthy one and the MVP caliber, like we talked about at the beginning of the seasons, that they have a chance to make a run in the West without making another major trade. So a chance, yes. Likely no. Because your two and three are still not they're still not there with the some of the elite, you know, teams. They're still not um you know, if Simon's, it's just such a 
we're at a place with Simons where he's on the cusp, right? And we, can I tell you though, one thing I'm just getting sick of is talking about how young he is and he's still growing. He's been in the NBA five years. Mm, he's like, still stop. growing, man. Come on. Stop. No. Stop. He's in You're the talking NBA about Chauncey five talking about this. Years. That, that's it. But he hasn't been playing for that long. Oh, he hasn't whatever. been playing that long. It doesn't matter if you're not playing. Oh. Come on. He's dude. been playing Come for three. On. He's been playing for he's played minutes, real minutes for three years. And if he was playing at he's been in the league five years. Guys get in this league and in 20 minutes are all-stars. I mean, like, gosh, enough. John Morant's younger than him. He's way better than you know, he's way more advanced than him. And some things the God, the we're not saying he's John Morant. We're, we're talking about, enough, but we're talking enough. about, but he's twenty. But Chauncey's talking about mainly his enough. his his basketball IQ. Okay, can I finish without you groaning? Ugh. You stop groaning for a second. I can't. Just stop. I can't. I can't. Okay. Stop. First of all, first of all, yeah, John Morant's better. We all know that. But he's not a better shooter. He's a better. He's more athletic. He's a better. He's a better. Yeah. More dominant sure. player right now. But but sh- shooting wise, he's. You know, Anthony's fine. He's a career 40% shooter from three. And he obviously can make every shot you can want him to make. What Chauncey's talking about is overall decision-making, um, overall playmaking, overall leadership. And Damien, or excuse me, Chauncey's, excuse me, geez. Ants only made 57 career starts. So you bring up how many years he's been right. Okay, great. He's been around a lot of years. He, he plays garbage time or 17 minutes a game or whatever. That's not the same as being the guy some nights or the number two guy which he is this season for the first time ever. So give him a chance to keep learning, man. Why are you, why are you I, dogging I, on? And I, he's only 23. I, I'm not for the 23 and five years in the NBA. Look, oh I'm not God. saying he can't get better, but stop saying it like he's some kind of miracle kid that that's still like a, a, a child. He's been in the league for five years. He's 23 years old. Okay. Anything he does, it's his responsibility now to get better. Like, that's it. It's over. This isn't like, oh, my God, I can't wait. No, go. Okay. Go. Do it. And he is. I think he's one of the best shooters in the NBA Offensively, right yes. But uh, he, scoring-wise and shooting-wise, but there's still other aspects that you're yes. going to have to grow into that take time, and he's only made 57 starts. That's fine. But he's been in the NBA for five years, that going to practice, matter. going to training camp. It does matter. It does matter no. Because if he was doing those no. things, he would have... St- no, it does. It, it does matter. It's yeah. He's just not... He's not this young rookie thing that we keep on acting like, oh... No one's acting you know, like he's let a him, rookie. Let him settle in. No it's actually- just all the talk is, is he's only 23. Five years in the NBA, you're a starter now. Go to the darn rim every once in a while because you're awesome at it. You jump out of the gym. <laughs> those are things. Like, he's got the ability. Go. Be a point guard, you know, sometimes. He is an elite shooter. He's an elite scorer already. I mean, I don't know if there's – I right now, this is – maybe it's blasphemy. But you asked me who I'd rather shoot the three. Do I want Simons or Lillard? I mean, if it's at the end of the game, I always want Lillard. But Simons a better shooter right now in my mind. Like, the guy – what he can do, and it's so smooth and it's so easy. Dame, ha- he's you know has to work at it to get the you know the step back. I, I am not dogging on Simons. I just want to to have the talk stopped about how he's only twenty three and he's still growing. Like, but it well, grow on, then. But it depends. Then grow on, then. But it depends on the context. If we're talking about go out there and score points, well, yeah. There's no if he goes out there and goes well, that, eight, if he goes out there and goes eight for twenty nine. No one's saying, "Oh, he's still young, man." We just saw him score forty five the other night. We're talking about when it came out the other day. We were talking about some of the nuances of running a team at a high level, and that usually comes with practice running a team, which he hasn't 
had. You bring up five years. How many years? How many years has he ever been in a position to be the number two guy on a team for exactly? That's fine. A month. But all he does and, is play. All he does for five years is play basketball. But, the, but he's oh, had the opportunity on, to grow on these things. Come on, Craig. Look, Wait, you're, I, a TV, I, you're a TV guy. That's my opinion. You're a TV guy. Yeah. If all you did was whoa, practice. Whoa, whoa. Hold on. If all you did was I practice, got a lot better. If all you did was practice in front of a mirror, you're not going to get better than if you go on TV and actually do it. Yeah, I'm not, right? Well, that's not. That's not. Right. But that's not what he's doing. Right. That's not what he's doing. And pr- you said practice. Yes. We're talking about practice. So I'm talking no, about. No. 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 I don't. He, you, no. when you do TV on, if you, that's like saying that if you're doing TV under a small audience, it doesn't help under a big audience, which it does. Cause he's playing basketball. He's doing the actual thing. Okay. In practice, they run, they run hard. I get what you're saying. Sad. There's a little bit of a difference. There's a lot of, bit but of a difference. There, but there is a difference, but okay. he, other guys get better. Uh, uh, I'm just saying he's not saying he's 23. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit over it. You can be mad at me. You can oh, say oh, you I'm disagree. Mad. Oh, I'm mad. That's cool. That's cool. That's what we do. I'm just saying. I'm not the only one. I'm sure there's other people out there that says enough already. I've been hearing he's he is on that level. If he, my point is, if he does jump and is suddenly like, okay, that's an all star. Because I like I love CJ. Great score. Wonderful score. He never made the jump to that's an all star. It was like eh, he's right there, but he's not there. Um, you need in my, you need two all stars, like two legit as your second all star to win a championship. <clears throat> we were bickering about him. We forgot about Grant. Grant is gonna be an all star, dude. That guy's phenomenal right now. No, he might. He he is great right now, and I love him. He's doing everything that you asked him to do. Um, and he does all the little things. So you're right. He is. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a chance. Do I think the hard part about this? I don't know where the trade is. Right, without giving something up. So when you you throw that in without making a trade, like, well, what are they gonna? You don't just get, you know, you don't just get Kawhi Leonard, right? You don't just you don't just get Kevin Durant, your dream. You know, they don't just give them to you. You got to give up stuff. So now, of course, I'd give up anything. You know, Kevin Durant is a different level, um, and it's a different question about now or future. Um, I think they have a chance uh, to do that. Um, I don't think they're gonna end up making a trade. Um, because I wouldn't do it without a guarantee because I'm watching this team. Um, I don't think anyone thought they were going to play for a championship this year, right? So to me, it's more about next year and the year after. And I see that this is <laughs> – I guess I'll say Simon's got a chance to grow into this to be like an all-around all-star player in a year or two. So I wouldn't I wouldn't make – I wouldn't – I don't foresee that trade coming. Um, and – uh, but I also don't see them playing for a championship this year. But I don't think that was a realistic goal, right? Uh, right. I don't see them winning a championship. I just, I just want to see. I just want to see what they are. If Dame can remain healthy, what they'll be because that that eighty percent win percentage when he starts and finishes sticks out there, and it's like okay, if, if he plays 80% of the rest of the games and they go 800 in those 80%, they're going to be in, in the mix. They're yes. going to be a threat. And the way... I and, agree and with they, that and 100%. Right now, and they right now have three guys that the other team has to account for and all three can beat you in the final two minutes of a game because they can score from anywhere in a variety of different ways. And not many teams in the league have three dudes that are scary like that. I don't think. I don't... I, yeah. I don't disagree. I think that 
like I said, there's a chance. Right. And, and all if three they win eighty percent of their yeah. games. Well, I said eighty percent of the games. If, if Lillard plays in eighty percent of the rest of the games, I'm just saying, and they continue winning eighty percent of those. So I just yeah, want to see a, if that Lillard number can come, comes down a lot to where he when he plays they're six and four about out of every ten. Then yeah, okay, whatever. But if that stays up there in a seven, eight out of ten when he plays, then uh, we'll see. Because the West does look like it doesn't have a dominant team at all. All right. This all leads us to what, Craig? Yeah. It leads us to what everyone loves. <laughs> it's the the moment where we decide where I get to decide, is Aaron Fentress is he Nostradamus or is he insane? Mashugana. That's what we basically. <laughs> hey, look at you, little Yiddish. For the people that don't know, Aaron Fentress just dropped some Yiddish on you. Mashugana <laughs> means uh, crazy, little crazy. He's a little crazy. My stepmom used to call me that all the time. She's she's yeah, because she's right. Yeah, she's right. <laughs> You're Mashugana. Right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, it's time for it's time for fact or Fentress. Aaron, what you got? Okay. So, leading to what I just said about Damian Lillard, if Damian Lillard plays 80% of the rest of the games this season, so they've got 58 games, right? So, 58, hold on, 58 times 0.8 would be another 46 games. So, if he plays 80% of the games, I think that the Blazers could be back at number one in the West or close to it. I'll say top three in the West. Nah, they're already two games out of that. I'm going to say top two in the West by the end of January. Now, hear me out. Okay, hear me out. They went through a wicked so stretch. I, I, Go ahead. Yeah, I just have a question. So yeah. you're saying 80% of the games, and then you just did the total for the entire season. But now you're talking about the end of January. So there's <coughs> well, a lot saying, less games. Yeah, that, I'm right? saying that by end of January, they could accomplish this goal, let alone the rest of the season. But I'm saying, I'm saying that's how soon they could get there. Okay. If they play 80% of the hotel. Okay. So now they played a ton of road games. Obviously, we know that uh, to start the season. And they still have another big trip coming up, a six gamer in December. However, this this upcoming home stretch here, you've got Denver home, the Minnesota twice. Cat's going to be out for a while. Okay. I'm going to say they went two out of three. Then now the road trip, though, is is not very frightening. They got at San Antonio, at Dallas, at Houston, twice at OKC. And once at Denver, they should win at least four. Okay. Then you come home for Charlotte. You should win that. You go to Golden State. That might be an L. So right there, the rest of the month, they should be in a good position to have a strong month. Then in January is when, if they're, if they're any good, they can t- take off because in the entire month of January, they only have four road games. They play 11 at home. So soft road trip in December. Good, you know, Minnesota twice at home, Charlotte at home. Good schedule the rest of the way in December, and then a month of January where you play 11 of 15 games at home. If Lillard can stay healthy during these next two months, I think they can go on one of these runs where they win 10 out of 12, they win 8 out of 10, they do whatever, and they can find themselves right back near the top of the West by the end of January. So it's not crazy. It's not crazy. <laughs> it's not Michigan. <laughs> It's not Meshuggah. Like, you know, <laughs> it could happen. Factor Meshuggah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, you're asking a lot. You know, some of the, the games that are winnable, but like you just kind of glanced over, you know, they have to play. Like, we'll know a lot in like the next three games because 
they play at Denver, home against Milwaukee, and then at Chicago. Like, in my opinion, for that to happen, they have to go 2-1. What? Today's uh, – I'm looking at Dallas's schedule. Much yeah, harder, by the man. way. Much harder. Much harder. Yeah, they've got Denver so home. don't worry about that. Denver home Thursday, then okay, home so Minnesota. Yeah, so I they start out – so to me, what I – I would put it in segments, right? Like, you've got to continue – you got to win the game. You got to win your home games, which they haven't done. You know what I mean? Like, and I know there's been injuries, but they've got to be better. With Dame, they win. At home. That's my point. With Dame, they win them. Well, in a very small sample well, size, okay. though, right? Well, I, I mean, I, like, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying right now. They, they, they are really five favored. and five. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go. They're five and five at home. That's ridiculous, right? Like, that's not an elite team. So they got to start. They got to, you know. They got to start doing what they've they've done for so many years, which is we don't lose at home, right? And um, yeah, because their road record, even even through all this, is eight and six. You know, what right. I mean, like that's that's that, that, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of excuses for why they're five and five at home. But in the end, like I said, it doesn't matter. You can't make excuses. But yes, they if. If they win 80% of the games and Damian Lillard plays most of the games, you're no. going to be in the top four. Yeah, or if five, Lillard, if right? Lillard I mean, plays 80%, yep. and they keep winning around 70 to 80% of the of games he plays, yes. then boom, those wins are going to add up. And their schedule is relatively soft. They have 11 games remaining this month, um, and they should be favored. They, well, they, it should, yeah, they'll be favored in at least. Seven. I think the only one they'll be actually the only one they'll be underdogs in would be at Golden State, at Denver, at, and at Dallas. So three would be yeah. So an eight. Yeah. They should be favored in eight. And then, like I said, in, this in, is a very this is a very kind. Yes, they're schedule. they're, they're hit. I think you're, this is part of the reason yeah. why they feel pretty good if they can stay healthy, right? Yep, they can get absolutely. some guys back. You can end this month strong, and then you go into January and you have eleven of fifteen at home, and even the home games, Detroit, Orlando. Um, you do have Dallas twice. Maybe you get a split there. You got Philly and Cleveland. Maybe you get a split there. Utah, you can beat Toronto, uh, San Antonio Spurs, Lakers. You obviously can beat at home. So like, there's the, the home game is is pretty nice. And even the road games, even the road games in the four in, in January at Minnesota, no cat. At Indiana, you know, you definitely win that game. At Toronto, that's winnable. At Denver, maybe you lose that. So I, I'm just saying, I think there's, I think if Dan can stay healthy, the next month and a half is going to be very, very kind to the Blazers. If you if you look at their next, you know, group there, you're home at Denver. You got to win that, right? I mean, uh, it's not going to be an easy Denver's game. Good. I mean, if you lose it, if you lose yes, at Denver, you live with that. I think, right? Yeah, yeah. but you're you're home. You're at Denver. Like you should beat them. Like well, if you think they're I mean, an elite team. I mean, I mean, if you think sure. you're if you think you're going to win, I'm just saying, if you think you're a really good team, you beat Denver at home. You definitely beat Minnesota twice. You know, with with Cat. without their best yeah. player. Yeah. I, I agree and with Minnesota, it, but and if, but to me, Denver's the type of game where okay, they might get you here and then you get them there, but you want to split okay. those games. It doesn't matter where you win them. But go ahead. But I'm just saying, like you've just won two in a row. You're home at Denver. Uh, you these are the kind of things where I'm like, if you are what you are, then you beat Denver at home. You better beat Minnesota and Minnesota at home. If you don't beat the Spurs, I don't care if you're playing them in San Antonio. I don't care where you play them. They're bad. They're really bad. You got to beat San Antonio. And then you could lose at Dallas. Absolutely. You should win at Houston because they're as bad as San Antonio. And then 
you know, Oklahoma City back to back, they're not very good. You should win one of two at least. I mean, that's a heck of a – and then, you know, right there, to me, you're favored in out of these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, in your next eight games, you're favored in seven of them. So you should go six and two. That's at you're on pace, baby. There you're you on go. pace. So you agree with me? It's possible. It's possible. It's def- I mean, you look at you look at the schedule, and they uh, and things go the right way. Uh, Damian stays healthy, and they don't um, they don't implode. They should win those games. I mean, some of these games, like it's hard to lose to San Antonio right now. Right. Like it's hard. <laughs> you watch you watch them. You're like, how are you gonna lose? How are you gonna win? Like you're not trying. And Houston too. Like oof. I mean, Oklahoma City's an NBA team, so there's possibilities there. But you look at the Spurs, it's it's kind of weird to see Pop coaching a team like that, you know? Kind of messes with my brain. Like, what am I watching? Like, you know, like Okay, you want a hot take for they me? They are bad. One of, one of the Yeah, most give me a over, hot take. Well, very good well, coach, very good coach, made some good moves, but if they they lucked into Dave, into Tim Duncan because of David Robinson's sure injury. Yeah. And if that doesn't happen, Popovich just another coach. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's like people that say Belichick doesn't get Brady. Okay, that's stupid because you know? that's stupid because just, they won a championship with with Brady as a game manager, and he drafted Brady. I know. I, know. I, look, I hate when people say to me. I just don't. Play. I don't. I just with coaches. I don't like to play the. I, I like to. I don't like to play the. If they didn't, I mean, they were good for so long. He coached them. I've seen really good teams have really good players suck. So, coaching matters, right? I mean, we've seen Brooklyn. With all stars be awesome, you know, have great talent and stink. Uh, Lakers have had talent and stunk. The Knicks have stunk with talent, without talent. I'm just saying, I don't ever disrespect a coach that wins a championship, uh, especially when it's consistent. Like, I'll give you, like, okay, you play one year, you won a title, because uh, you, you know, I never thought John, you know, John Gruden was a very good football coach. I so I thought he was the most overrated coach. He stepped in. Tony Dungy's team won a game, won a World a Super Bowl. Everything else was five hundred. Greg Popovich won multiple championships, uh, was above five hundred in contention all the time. He motivated um, the talent to get it done. So, like I said, I see what you're saying. Good coach, do but they, they fell ass backwards in the <clears throat> Duncan. That's all I'm saying. Well, they didn't. They didn't fall into it. They 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 strategically tried. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Dave got injured, yeah. and then they they still shouldn't, yeah. they still didn't have any even close to the best odds to win the lottery that year. It should have been Boston, but anyway. No, yes, but we. But I mean, you get the number one pick with Robinson, and then you get Duncan, of course. Yeah, it's, they had the best record amazing. in the league before the next year when Robinson got hurt, and then yep. you add Tim Duncan to that. So anyway, and then he wasn't even the coach; he took over the job after they got Duncan because he saw the yep. that he could anyway. Whatever, he's a good coach, but. I just find him obnoxious sometimes. In so the only thing I'll say to this, Fentress, is other players in the NBA have ultimate respect for him. And that means something. Yeah. And like I said, I said he's a really good coach, but okay. he got very, very lucky. But very, he got the Fentress butt. The Fentress hey, butt. Hey, my boy Phil Jackson got lucky. You know? Not with the Knicks. Not with the Knicks. Exactly. He exactly. <laughs> he went to the Knicks. He didn't have Kobe, Shaq, Jordan <laughs> Pippen, and all, you know. <laughs> he took over two ready-made championship caliber teams, dude. And then he won 11 championships. It's like, okay. We can, I, I'm we not can he didn't do a good job, but I'm just saying, like, come on, man. He's yeah. like, you took Look what you took over. He took over a Bulls team that went to East Finals already. Like, it's not like the Bulls were garbage. Anyway. And I like Phil Jackson. I'm just saying it. The NBA is a place where a coach can become a legend because of their yep. players in a, in a nanosecond. All right. Are we done? Well, you want to rip on someone else? (laughs) No, I'll just say Pat Riley is a guy that has done it all. I give him credit. I didn't, and I used to think that about him when he was at the Lakers. 
And then he took the Knicks to the, you know, to the cusp. And then he took the, the Miami. Yeah, the Miami and the, yep, exactly. See, Pat Riley is the is real McCoy. All right. <clears throat> I guess we're done. Yeah, we're, we're done. done. I'm exhausted. I am. You had a big day today. I'm, ex- I'm exhausted. Dealing with school. But- I did. And, you know, we just, we, you know, we fought a lot today. You know, we, we fought did a bicker lot. a little. That, you you, know, you makes- came at Ann a little bit. You yeah, came at Ann a little I bit. I came on. Yeah, yep, you came at And I didn't see that no, coming. That's what we do. I mean, that's fun. That's right. That's fun. <laughs> at, the end, and, and, at the end of the day, uh, we like our, we like each other just the same amount. I'm not saying if it's a lot or a little, <laughs> but I mean, we like each other just the same amount. All right, sign us off. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Blazer Focus podcast supported by zoom care beyond better Healthcare. be sure to click the subscription button on apple Podcasts. give us a positive rating so it helps people know how amazing we are and we'll be back next week hopefully talking about a few more blazers victories